Woodstock 99. It was going to be the biggest party on the planet. But that's not what any of us remember it for. Welcome, 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 welcome back to DMR. Thank you for tuning back in. Much obliged. How are you? Hope you are well. So today I'm going to be reviewing my first documentary. Don't think I've done one on this podcast before. Series, movies, yes, what have you. But I felt I had to review this doco because it is completely and utterly insane. And of course, I'm talking about the Netflix doco, which is called Trainwreck Woodstock 99. So this was the ill-fated second coming or sequel to the original Woodstock in 1969, which is basically 30 years later. It took place in the summer, I think it was, in the USA over three days and they had massive massive lineups in terms of the big acts that were playing and whatnot however the festival itself basically all imploded by day number three so let's go over some of the trailer and discuss it a bit more in depth what the hell happened it really felt like it was flower power and coming together in harmony I've never seen this many people. He's peace and love and music. So, Trainwreck Woodstock 99 on Rotten Tomatoes scores 86% from the critics and 80% from the audience. So, series info. Whilst the original 1969 Woodstock Festival promises peace, the 1999 revival delivers days of rage, riots, and real harm. So... This came out last month, I think it was, on Netflix. And as I mentioned, the schools are quite healthy from the audience and the critics. Critics' consensus is harrowing but enlightening. Trainwreck is a comprehensive investigation into the structural forces that led to one of the music industry's most infamous disasters. So, set over three days, this festival took place in New York. I think it was Rome in New York. And it was set in the summer at a massive closed down airfield. And during that time, they had extreme heat during this festival. With the whole Woodstock name of this particular festival, back in the 60s, you had big acts like Jimi Hendrix and whatnot. It was all peace, love, and la-di-da-di-da. So this was basically 30 years later. The whole problem with calling this Woodstock 99 is that you had massive acts like Limp Biscuit, Corn, Metallica, Red Hot Chili Peppers and all that jazz. Now I grew up with all these particular bands. I love a lot of them as well. I went to music festivals down under called Big Day Out that was definitely a rite of passage. Very similar to what you saw in the Woodstock 99 documentary. However, Woodstock 99 was on a much larger scale. But when Limp Biscuit played here in 2001, when I was basically 16 years old, I remember going to Homebush in Sydney Southwest and seeing these guys play. Absolutely unbelievable. The way that they revved the crowd up was intense. And unfortunately, a young teenager lost her life when the crowd surged forward. So unfortunately, it resulted in a death when we were there. But we did witness how these styles of festivals do come about. So 
let's go over the series and what basically happened and the terrible things that took place. The organization of it was completely stuffed up and it basically resulted in one of the world's most infamous festivals to ever take place. That was it. It felt like a crowd that could turn at any time. It was like this unleashing all this energy. There was no control. The environment was just very male ego. I started seeing large groups of dudes surrounding women. There was a lack of respect. Given the climate of the guys there, I'm not surprised by it. So if you jump online, there's actually an article written in the Rolling Stone about 19 of the worst things about Woodstock 99. So I won't go through all of them. We'll be here for a while, but I'll go through most of them. So number one was the water problem. There was 220,000 people in attendance with about 10,000 people working at the festival. However, it was basically the third biggest population in terms of a city when all these people were in this area. So imagine turning off the water supply to a city that big. So water was very, very scarce. It was charging about $4 per bottle of water and ended up getting towards the end of the festival up to $12 per bottle of water because they simply ran out and people were asked to hand over their bottles of water when they entered into the stadium or the area where Woodstock 99 was held so basically you are dehydrating 220,000 people in a very hot area so that did not help at all so number two the hot tarmac is this title so basically where the festival was held at the griffiths air force base the whole thing was just covered in tarmac and concrete so not much shade and the temperature got up to about 80 degrees as far up to about 100 degrees as well so you can imagine the heat stroke that these people went through when they were out enjoying all these bands in late july in the usa so it was very similar to big day out here in australia that was held in january and the temperatures got very very hot so it was an absolute volcano type scenario and i'm sure you would have had a lot of people passing out with heat stroke so two more examples, we had the Insane Clown Posse's money giveaway. Apparently they were throwing $100 bills into the audience, which absolutely revved the hell out of them. You can imagine people trying to clem around for free cash, especially with the prices of food and water during the festival. Then you also had Kid Rock's recycling program, which he stupidly said to the crowd to pelt their empty water bottles or water bottles up onto the stage so that was an absolute chaotic nightmare for the festival so another problem with the audience they constantly were shouting out show us your tits and the amount of testosterone and young guys in this particular crowd was immense and as i mentioned before they tried to emulate 1969 with the original woodstock but you can't do that when you basically have bands like Corn, Limp Biscuit, Rage Against the Machine, all that jazz are playing. It's like throwing fuel on the fire. So a lot of testosterone floating around at the particular festival and especially mix that with overpriced food, overpriced water and the immense heat. You're going to have a recipe for disaster. Hey guys, back, give us some room. You're getting scary here. 
What sort of setup do you have for accountability? How many security guards do you have on site? They were glossing over all of that. Big fat ripoff. They're all about making money off us, and we're pissed. But the show was going to go on. So I think it was on the second or the third day, possibly the second, where Fatboy Slim was playing. During his set, there was basically a floating podium, in his words, come through the crowd that he could see on the horizon. However, it wasn't a floating podium. It was a van that was hijacked by a guy that was completely off his head. And when they basically stopped the set, they opened it up. Unfortunately, it looked like there was a girl in the van that had been sexually assaulted. So that was a very dark thing to happen during his particular set and it wasn't the only thing that happened to women throughout the whole festival as well so a very dark side of that time during the festival next point is about runaway cops apparently there was like 500 new york state troopers plus local pd that were on the scene and a lot of them after a while basically left their posts so that didn't help when you've got a massive crowd of dudes that are starting to get very hysterical over the course of the particular festival. So that wasn't good at all. Then moving along, we had no vacancy, which basically meant that if people were trying to seek refuge from the Woodstock 99 festival, everywhere was basically booked out. They had basically tents and whatnot like the original Woodstock to go to, but I don't think anybody was really enjoying that with the hot weather and the lack of water that there was. So it was a real logistical nightmare in terms of getting somewhere to stay. And if it wasn't bad enough to hear all the sexual harassment and assault news, the Woodstock.com site started to post photos of topless women throughout the festival and comments were basically made on that site as well. So that wasn't really a good look for the organizers of the particular festival and of course those in charge of the website as well so back in the day the ticket to woodstock 99 was 157 dollars and the weekend pass ballooned to 180 dollars so back in 99 that was a hell of a lot of money i think when i started to go to big day out here in australia the tickets originally back in the early 2000s i think they might have been like 45 bucks 50 bucks off the top of my head and then the last one that i went to before they cancelled it it was up around the 200 mark and that was only for one day not three days so a lot of fake tickets were basically sold for the woodstock 99 festival and that's why it had a close to 200 or 250,000 people attended so overcrowding was a huge massive problem a logistical nightmare and they were not prepared for it so by day three it was the perfect storm for everything to basically implode so the last point on the rolling stone article is called fire i will read it in its entirety so this is where woodstock 99 devolved fully into the lord of the flies when the red hot chili peppers unleashed a cover of Jimi hendrix during the festival his infamous song called fire in the closing set it was meant to be a tribute to the guitar hero's legendary performance at the original 1969 fest however following a weekend of extreme heat overpriced vendors and general bad vibes fire was the flint that ignited the crowd 
We all know what happened next. Bonfires broke out in the crowd. Vehicles were flipped and set ablaze. Vendor booths and merch tents were destroyed and used as fuel. Eventually, the New York State troopers and local law enforcement were able to defuse the riots, but Griffiths Air Force Base still ended up looking like a bomb had hit it. Just to add to that as well, somebody stupidly handed out 100,000 candles during the Red Hot Chili Peppers set, and basically that's like giving a kid a gas can and asking him to throw that onto the fire, and they literally did that. So at day three, everybody is completely fed up, everybody's dehydrated, everybody's gone mad, and they basically set fire to the whole goddamn festival. It is an incredible sight to see. Not to mention some of the acts like James Brown. When he got to the festival, he realized that there was a lot more people there and he wanted more money, I think it was. And basically, he was trying to get the festival organized to pay him. He eventually went on, but he did refuse to do so until he got paid. So that was another little thing as well. But just incredible. So three days of absolute hell. And as I mentioned, you can't call it Woodstock 99 and have bands like Rage Against the Machine and Limp Bizkit that are going to incite the crowd, rev them up to 10 or 11, and expect them to be nice and calm. It just didn't happen. It didn't work. One of the other things as well was the lack of water in the actual stadium. Some of the festival goers cracked open the pipes around the portaloos and started to wash their face and all that, and it, and it became a massive mud pool. And they were basically swimming in and out of mud that was infected or contaminated with feces. There was a guy that basically, health commissioner came down, did some tests, and basically ran it through, and all the water was contaminated. So people were drinking basically water that was infected with human feces. So really, really disgusting, really, really disturbing as well. So... If you haven't checked out this documentary, make sure you do it. You can't look away when you're watching it. It's called Trainwreck for a reason. It's like watching a car accident or a train wreck in slow motion. But it is just an absolutely insane documentary. So thank you for tuning in. And as always, I will catch you on the Monday. I think we need to see a whole hell of a lot more. When you see it with your own eyes, is just 10 times more shocking. Once you become part of a herd, you become like animals. Things are just getting out of control. And all of these people were acting like animals. We got fires everywhere. Look at this. Kerosene, match, boom. <laughs>